Hi, welcome to Call Em Out. I'm Maddie. And I'm Vanna. And this is episode seven. Hey God, it's me. friends welcome back we are so happy to be back recording well 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 vanna and i have not like talked to each other in like a moment not me throwing something at myself oh my gosh but anyways maddie get it together i can't listen okay guys i just came back from vacation i'm a little bit all over the place because i have not had a structured routine in a whole i don't even know how many days it was like Um, a week and anyways like it was not that long it felt like a lifetime in the oh best way. Okay, um, anyways. <laughs> anyways, welcome to episode seven. Um, we are going to talk about Bible college and our Bible college Ooh. experiences and what that's like and what the culture is and how that all goes. So, yeah, let's jump right into it. Can we talk um, about how many and I rules both- there are in Bible college that they don't tell you about? No, that code of conduct is lengthy. That's a thick packet. They don't actually give you a packet. It's online, but like, it is online. But I did read through it before I joined the college, and I said, "Wow, this seems like a lot of almost common sense stuff." Yeah, Um, you would think. You would think. My favorite is the dress code. That dress code. No, (laughs) no, my favorite because like we have okay. First off, we went to the same Bible college, and we've said this before. I was in Australia for two years. Maddie did all of hers in Arizona, and then I came to Arizona. So some of our experiences are a little bit different because of the culture and just because I was at the, like, original first planted college for the Bible college we were at, and Maddie was at the newer, still pioneering and learning all the things college. Yes. So very different experiences in some areas. Yes. So, um, yeah. Did you guys have the six months no dating rule? Yes, that's global. That was that's a thing. But you okay. know, do you want to know the reason behind it? Why? Tell me why. So the reason Tell behind the six month dating rule wasn't because like it partly is because yes, your first semester is focused so much on like personal growth and personal development that they want you to focus on that and not focus on like a relationship or finding somebody else. But it's also because of the fact that like the original campus is an international campus and they were also worried about students being lonely when they came over from another country and are away from home for the first time Oh, and finding comfort in that relationship and building a dependence on the comfort in that relationship and then the relationship being started for the same reason. So that's one of the reasons that there was a six month no dating rule. We didn't really have the international issue. So like it wasn't really an issue of like being lonely, I guess. I mean, I guess since we have people coming from different states, there is like a little bit of that, just not on such a large scale. But yeah, we have this. So you get to college and you're like, (laughs) it sounds so bad, but I feel like everyone's first instinct is to like scope out all the like the prospects hot people you know that tiktok sounds like where are all the hot people yeah <laughs> that's what i feel like that's what a lot of people when they get to bible college do is they're like okay you're hot you're hot you're hot find all the dateable people and then third day into because orientation called- yeah third day into orientation you're like people are dating already 
but no third day the orientation they say hey by dating. the way um you can't date until the end of the semester like the start of the next semester yeah. my favorite part about this rule though my favorite part about this rule is the sneaky people. <laughs> Not the sneaky people. Because you have the people that, like... Because, like, you're allowed to hang out still, like, with the opposite sex. Like, that's not yeah. an issue. It's the, like, you're specifically not allowed to exclusively date or go out on dates. And if for, you like, want to, you ha- both of you have to go to a trainer yes. and get permission from staff Yeah, in order to date. And a lot of times staff will be like, nah. No, your six months is not up. What are you doing? Um, but I just think it's so interesting. The like ways that people will be like, we're not dating, but we're going basically out. We're like only hanging out in like group settings. But it's like then they like pair off like them two will like pair yes. off and like only speak to each other. And I'm like, we all see what's happening. And it's so crazy because the staff knows everything. everything. Like, you think that everything. you're doing such a great job of, like, being like, no, I don't like him. No, we're not talking. They know. And don't. Just, everyone know. knows. Don't, don't try to hide it. Everyone knows. Right. Everybody knows. No, my favorite is to go, is, like, when the semester ends, so, like, going into Christmas break, how many couples are yes. like, oh, yeah, we're together. We're together. And we're all like we've knew yes we we've known like we've known you guys hung out every single day we knew you sat by each other in church we knew you sat by (laughs) each other in chapel every every time we had chapel every time (laughs) we knew you got you ate lunch together every day and then you like come back right and then you come back afterwards and they're all like holding hands during worship and you're like it's so cute okay no you're not like it's so cute you're like don't lie maddie you're right. <laughs> You're like, what? It's just is going just on. What's that TikTok song where it's like, what is going gagging. on in the House of Commons? What is going on in the House of Commons? That's how it feels yeah. coming back after that first break of college. No. Literally. Literally. It's giving if two plus two is four and five plus five is ten. What the is this? You know? Yep. Yep. That yeah. Yeah. And then and then after that next six months is up, after your first year is up, the amount of engagements that happen. Bro. Oh my gosh. I feel like what that's more for happening? y'all because ours was like after second year going into third year in Sydney is really? when you saw a lot of engagements. Oh my gosh. Even after that first year, people have dated, people have known each other for like nine months. Known and each other. married? Like, known each other. Not like, you are have from known Ohio, each other for their and whole they are lives. From I don't know where. Like, not have known each other for their whole lives and, like, started dating. Nine months later. No, no, no. Like, you met nine months ago and now you're getting married. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm. Nope. Mm-mm. No. Stop it. Sit down. Go sit down. And then Go put, sit down. But then it puts so much pressure action. on everyone else in college. Right? It's like, oh, if I'm not getting married by the end of this, then, like, I'm a failure, which, like, is not true. But, like, no. that almost is, there almost is, like, this expectation going into Bible college that you're going to come out at the end of, like, your <clears throat> two bridal or three college? years that you do. Bridal college. Not the bridal college nickname, but, yeah, bridal college. Ring by spring, everyone is, like, almost expecting you 
to like come home and be like, I met this really great guy. I met this really nice guy and he loves me so. Or I met this mama. I met this great girl. She loves Jesus. And now I'm going to ask her to marry like, me. Like, what? I'm sorry, what? She might love Jesus, but you should let her keep loving Jesus for just like a year more. Yeah, I don't like know. maybe go through some hard stuff together. I don't know. That part. And like, I don't, I don't know what it is about Bible college that like forces kids to think they have to grow up so quick. But you are like 18. I promise you. I promise you. And maybe you've met your soulmate. And maybe it is that person that you met at college. And if you are listening to this podcast and that is you, good for freaking you. I am so happy, happy for, for you. you. But, oh, man. Ladies and gentlemen, you don't have to get married right away. Take a breath. Take some time. Take a, take a deep breath. Maybe meditate a little bit. Maybe talk to the Lord a little bit more. Yeah. Um. And if the answer is still the same, if the answer is no, she's the one I want you to marry, then get it, girl. Get it, boy. Exactly. Um, exactly. But for real, that like almost like heavy expectation that like, oh, I'm going to come out of this like and I'll have a, I'll have a husband or I'll have a wife at the end of this. And like, that's my reward for this time that I'm spending. Which first off, can I just say this? If you are going to Bible college with the expectation to find a wife, please don't say go. It don't go say it not saying like you can't be transformed and that mentality can't be changed but like as a female i would rather have a college full of men that are solely seeking the lord and their future ministries and whatever that is than men who are coming Mm -hmm. in wife hungry just wanting to find a good wife because i can promise you there's like, yes, there are girls that go into Bible college with that same mentality, but I see it a lot less with yeah. girls than I do with guys. And I don't know if that's because, I don't know if that was your experience in the States, but in in Australia. I don't know. Part of me wants to say maybe it was like a little bit flipped. See, in Australia, it wasn't. In the States. I feel like. I don't, but honestly, like, I didn't have that many, like, guy friends in college. Like, I had a handful. Like, I had, like, a group. But, like, none that I actually talked to that I knew were, like, their sole reasoning for being there were, was to, like, get wifed up. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like also, though, like, with the amount of different cultures that we had in Australia. And a lot of cultures, like, women aren't always accepted in ministry. And so, like, the Mm -hmm. females and the girls and the women that were there, it was because, like, they wanted to build a ministry. They wanted to, like, lead a ministry. And that was so important to them that a majority of them, their focus was not on, can I find a husband? Their focus on was, how can I become the best leader possible? Absolutely. Which is what it should be. So when I'm saying, like, don't if you're just going to find a wife don't go like go but like be open-minded about the fact of like i think like you could find a wife but you also could not like and don't be like yeah i think that's like the main point of like that whole like it's not just it is not christian mingle you are not going to bible college just because there's going to be people that share similar beliefs to you so you can swipe right or swipe left like no these are actually individuals that are trying to deepen their relationship and grow their leadership skills 
Exactly. And if you can do that alongside them, like that is the most attractive thing. Is like yes. if you're willing to also grow and also learn. Yeah. Then if something happens, something happens, and then you find your person, and that's totally okay. We are not at, we are not talking down on any of the people that have found. No, their if person you found at Bible your person college. at Bible college, if you found your person at Bible college, honestly, kudos I was to say, you. Some of the Couldn't couples because I didn't. That, but like, I was to say some of the couples I look up to the most met each other at Bible college. Like, correct. It's same. Yeah. Or like shortly thereafter, and they like knew each other from Bible college. Exactly. Like, yeah. But yeah. I feel like those couples also didn't go looking for someone to date at college. No, they didn't. They went to college to grow because they got a call from the Lord. Exactly, which is what it should be. And then they were blessed with a beautiful spouse. Exactly. Exactly. Period. Anyways, okay. I'm off of that soapbox now. Wow. We're, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I hopped down off of the soapbox. Um... Vanna, what was your experience like with the different friend groups that happened in Bible college? Because I don't want to say that Bible college is clicky, but it's clicky. Okay, I'm going to give Which you... Which there's nothing wrong. Psychologically, psychologically, you need clicks in order to actually survive. Like, humans, like, that is, like, a psychological, scientific, like, fact. We learned about this in college. Like, you need a click in order to survive. Yes. It is, like, part of our brain keeping us safe. But... Okay, ready, I'm going to start you at the beginning... And I'm going to give you my progression of my experience with them. So. Ready, go. Evaluation day. We've talked about it. My evaluation day. Yes. Tell us what that's like. Clickiest thing I have ever seen in my entire life. I literally was like, it's like high school all over again. Like, I hated it. I was so scared for college. I was like, I'm going to have no friends. I'm going to be friends Cause I had a friend that was already there and he was a year ahead of me. And I was like, I'm literally just going to end up being mm-hmm. friends with all of his friends. Cause I'm not dealing with this high school mentality of clicks because my eval day, you could literally look around the room and it was like clicks of people and people that had like already found their click and where they fit in. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I am not doing this. And you have like the girls that were all following around, like the one guy and like all of this stuff. Oh gosh. And it's like, I was not going to do that. Like, 19-year-old Vanna was not about to relive high school. And then you get your core group. And I don't know if we've Mm -hmm. explained what a core group is, but it's basically a group of, like, for me in in Australia, it was, like, 20, 21 people. I think it was about the same for you guys, probably smaller. It also was probably, like, 10, 15 people. Maybe. Yeah. I want to say my first year it was maybe 10 people. Yeah. 10, but 11, basically, it's this group of people, 13. a group of people, and because the way our college worked, you have, like, lectures and tutorials, and tutorial breaks down what you learned in lecture. So your core group is who you break down those lectures with, but it's also, like, who you spend the most time with. So, like, my core group, we would literally take trips into, like, downtown Sydney and, like, hang out and spend time together. And, like, if we were on campus, we were, like, all together together. Like, we would have people from other core groups that were friends with, like, individuals in our group come hang out with us. But, like, our core group was, like, tight. Like, we were, like, always together. Sat together in chapel. Mm -hmm. Like, we were our own little clique. Okay. But I also had my friend group, like, outside of that. Which happened to be a group of, like, 30-year-old women going through college. And I thought it was the best thing ever because I was just this little baby following them around um love that for you and I got like coffee with them once a week like we would intentionally after class one day like I'll go get coffee 
And then you had the difference of like streams of like pastoral versus worship. Mm -hmm. And for us, you had dance in there. You had all these other streams, media production, all of that was in there. But some of my really good friends were pastorals in my time in um, Australia. And it was like I had met them before college started. So like we were friends. And so I would like we would all sit together and lecture and stuff, too. And so, like, Mm -hmm. but eventually, I feel like all of my friend groups, like, mixed. And so, it was, like, weird because it was, like, yes, there were still cliques, but at some point, they all, like, intermingled and mixed. Like, my friends from this group became friends with my friends from this group, and then we were just one big group, and it was, like, but then you still had your smaller groups within that big group, and it was just, like, this weird dynamic for a little bit, and then, like, Because my group in college really was, like, my best friend that lived there, my friend that I met and wound up moving in with two weeks after that, my roommate that moved in Mm -hmm. with me and her, our other roommate who was a um, semester behind us. So, like, we spent time with her, but not as much as, like, the three of us together plus our other friend. And then the, like, four dudes that lived two floors below us. Like, that was my friend group. That's who I spent most of the time, my time with was, like, yeah. My two my two roommates that were the same intake as me and then four dudes that were mm-hmm. all pastorals that lived two floors below me. Yeah. And that was my friend group. Well, and then I had like, it's weird. I can't explain it because I had like my American friends and then I had my Texas friends and then I had like my friends from different countries and then I had like, it was a lot. And then when I came to Arizona, mm-hmm. I was like, there's clicks, but not to the same degree as what we had in Australia because it's so much smaller. I think the difference between, well, I can't really speak on anything that happened in Australia because I wasn't there, but um, the way that it worked for us, especially first year, is like evaluation day was like, we were all like kind of just one big group of people. Like there wasn't really that clear separation yet yeah especially in like the first few months of college just because like we were the first like 100 people to ever set foot on this campus like we were pioneering we were going for it um yeah and then as like the year went on you see like the slight separations there's like kind of like not like the cool kid click but there's like that like group of kids that's like I don't want to say the chosen ones because that sounds really bad, but do you know what and I'm saying? The ones that are getting the platform, the ones that are getting like the yeah, trainer's it, favorites. Like, Just say it how it is. The trainer's favorites. The trainer's favorites. Um, like there's that group, and then there's like each of them kind of almost have like their individual group of friends because like they they all like were friends, but like had friends that like were offshoots of that, and then it broke down into like the cool pastoral kids and the cool muso kids and then the songwriters really at um because we had a songwriting stream they were like a really really tight-knit group of friends like for the first year because there were literally they were the 12 disciples like they had oh wow there were 12 of them yeah and they were like super tight um and we're just like all friends with each other and so like I w- my main friend group was really like me and my three roommates that I had um and honestly my first year I think like I wasn't like 
I'm an outgoing person. Like, I'm definitely an extrovert. But at the same time, like, I get so emotionally exhausted, especially, like, in my 20s. I don't know what's happened in the past two years. But I'm just, like, I am tired of people. Um, that, that's fair. So, like, you have, like, those people. And then, like, in our second year, because there were more people when I came back from college, um, you still had, like, the chapel like platform team was like still like a tight group of people but there were offshoots of like the although these are the more popular ones and these are the tiktokers and these are not the, the xyz and zers in the oh my gosh we love you so much but guys you're crazy you know who you are um, we love you you know and if you ever you need are, to be humble just give you. me a phone call because i'll do it oh please <laughs> We love you guys so much, but that was a wild time. We had this influx of Christian TikTokers that like came to our college, and it was just the most interesting thing I have ever experienced. Dude, it was I something. That was wow. Um, so you had like that group that was like almost like their own popular group of people. Um, but yeah, even so, like I really like stuck with like my group of girls like my roommates I had two of the same roommates my second year that I did my first year um and then um like a really good friend of ours was also a roommate that I had um and if you're listening to this we love you Mm -hmm. um love you miss you I wish I could give you all hugs oh my gosh um but yeah, and then I had like the guys that like lived in like an apartment a few like doors down from us. Like we were all a bunch of us were in the same apartment complex. Um I had like that group of friends and then I had like one really good guy friend. Um my second year of college and that was Ivana's wrinkling her nose <laughs> at me cuz no one liked this friend that I had and that's okay. Um it's okay. But yes, I had one really good guy friend that I hung out with all the time. We did get asked if we were dating quite a bit. We never did. Um, I love when our friend groups crossed. That's my favorite. Is like, yes, because me and Maddie were friends first. Correct. And then because all of your roommates were third years, I met all your roommates. And yes. what? And your roommates were like, "Oh my gosh, you need to meet this girl named Vanna." And Maddie's like, "I already met her." Like, I know Vanna. Like. So then our friend groups, our yeah. past cause there. And then because we were serving at the same church campus, other friend groups got integrated. One of those friends, though, I already kind of knew because we're from the same town. Mm-hmm. So it was like a weird dynamic. But one of those people yeah, we love very much and we, we, we miss them. And I really hope your hair is doing okay. <laughs> i i was on instagram and their hair looks great i know i saw that and i said wow the lord healed it, it. great in those grad photos i was like yes get it friend oh um, i said the lord healed it good job it was those it was uh, yes it was the Honestly. hair products in the car that's what i was just about to <laughs> we'll tell that story <laughs> off the air after this we'll tell that story off the air um but no, literally. Um, Dude. Anyways, so yeah, there were definitely like a clickiness, but like, and some of it was healthy, some of it wasn't, but like, that's just any college you go yeah. to. That's literally any school. That's any church you go to, really. 
Uh, I think it's just because our college Vanna is smaller. It, it, a little bit. Like, our college experience what is just, just smaller say? than most people's, so, like, we're going to notice the clickiness a lot more. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I definitely want to talk a little bit about just what it's like serving at, like, not, like, just serving at a church, but what it was like, like, serving at a college that you were required. Like, serving was, re- like, a requirement that we what had. What is it like, it like wasn't an option. paying them to do labor that you're not getting paid for? Right. That part. Oh! <laughs> all right. No, literally. Let me just... Can I go there? What team were you on, first of all? Yeah. What? Yeah, go there. What question were you asking, though? Because it might be... The answer might be... I was going to ask you what team you were on. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go there. Okay, so my... Okay. Your first year, you don't get to choose your team. You are told you are serving here for your midweek, which means one day during the week, and you are serving here on weekends. Yeah. I did not want to do anything related to children. But I knew I was going to be put on some kind of children's thing. When I tell you my first year, both of my practicums were children. My midweek was because the the church in Australia had a child care center that was open during the week. So my midweek was the child care center. Do you want to know what I did? I would go into the office Monday morning at 7 a.m. Oh, my stars. To create PowerPoints, edit curriculum, and do all of this for this sweet, sweet older lady. And then mm-hmm. I would save it onto the flash drive, save it onto the computer, and I would come back the next Monday, and everything I did would be gone. And I would have to redo it. So finally, no. I start. I got smart because there was another girl in my intake that was also serving on this team, and we also both served together on Sundays. And we were just comparing our. So we got smart, and we started emailing ourselves what we had done, so that way the next Monday we didn't yeah. have to uh, redo it. So that was my midweek for a whole year, um, but my okay. weekend I served for Kids Creative. So I basically like. Service produced the kids' services, worship-led, play piano, whatever, so many different things. Dressed up in a costume. Not not the princess costume. I'm talking about, like, the big, the character that they had for kids. Yeah, that one. Um, Did that on weekends. And then my second semester of my first year, well, kind of towards the end of my first semester of my first year, I joined the Thursday night team night group and I helped set up four year for team night and helped like do a lot of stuff with that and so then by the time second year rolled around and I could switch my practicums if I wanted to I um kept my weekend serving with kids because I actually really enjoyed that one um doing kids creative and all that and I switched my midweek to team night and then COVID hit yep and I did and then I had to run kids stuff online like, I had to learn how to yeah. run so many systems that I never thought I would need to know in order mm-hmm. to help make that work. And then my third year, my midweek and weekend were basically the same thing because I just served with the same person for both at the same campus. Yeah. Oh, love that. And then I also helped with yeah. kids because I got – because the lady who I was helping and our principal basically had a custody battle over when they got me because – 
our principal had taken over the Sunday evening kids program with his wife. Yeah. And he was yeah. like, we want Van- Vanna, will you help us? And I was like, but I'm with this other lady. And he was like, mm-hmm. okay, well, let me see what I can do. And then he comes back. He's like, okay, so <laughs> you're going to do your midweek and your Sunday mornings with her and Sunday evening. Can you help me out? And I was like, yeah. Stop. So. I love them. They're precious yeah. stuff. Um, what about you? If you guys are listening to this, hi, we miss you. Um, Dude. We should plan a visit soon. Stop. Stop. I will cry if I see either one of them. Tears. The second I see either one of them, it's just going to be tears. Yeah. Did you ever get your diploma? Yeah. Yeah. A friend of ours has my diploma. Yeah, you need to call her and get that. (laughs) Anyways, what was your serving experience? My serving experience wasn't bad. That's all I'm going to say. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't my favorite thing in the world either. My midweek, my first year, was refresh. Oh, cleaning toilets for the Lord. Uh cleaning toilets for the lord and honestly i actually didn't hate it but our building was honestly so small that like it didn't take long there were two of us that did it every uh like during the week um so it wasn't bad um well there was a whole team but like two people would be assigned to a day um one would vacuum and then the other would do bathrooms and i often would just elect to do bathrooms because i'd be like this is like simple work i can listen to a podcast and i can (laughs) I remember, I, th- I can't remember who came in, but someone came into the bathroom while I was cleaning. And I was playing Christmas music. And I was singing along. <laughs> I was like, oh, hey. Um, but yeah, my midweek, my first year was refresh. And then my weekend was choir at the main campus um, back when they had a choir. Yeah. And uh, that was honestly like a great time. Great time. I loved my practicum leader. For both teams, actually. Both teams had great passion yeah. leaders. But I just, oh, my choir leader was amazing. My second year, um, well, then I left when COVID hit. And so, like, we still had to, ref- like, fulfill our practicum hours. But I um, you just served at your home serving church. at my church. And I, yeah, I was interim worship director. You got them practicum all hours. Through, almost to COVID. I got them practicum hours. I was doing that and working full time at the Sands Club. Which all of my <laughs> church like staff members called the club. They'd be like, Maddie, how's it going to the club? Love like, that. The club has been so, so great. Um and then I came back and my second year practicum, my midweek was What did you do during midweek? Chapel, I think. Yeah. I think I, it was your chapel midweek creative. was chapel creative and your weekend was creative. And my weekend was um also creative platform creative um so i'd like worship lead on the weekends and then i'd sing during the week as well or like vocal direct or i don't even remember what i did during the week why why do i feel like it wasn't chapel creative like i know it was it wasn't sisterhood no no it was chapel it was chapel. Because my Weird. roommate was under um, but you. But it also was probably... Oh, you were over... What was it? Because Pipsqueak was under you. Who the heck is Pipsqueak? My roommate. My housemate. Pipsqueak. 
Oh, pipsqueak. Um, yes, I was over. I wasn't over vocal directors. Was I over vocal directors? I don't think I no, was. You I weren't. was over regular vocals. But she wasn't no, vocal. She did taking... like stage management or something. Oh, that wasn't me. But somehow you were her oversight. You remember this? I do remember this. I had two different. Oh, I remember my midweek was youth creative. That's what it was. Youth creative. We got there. That's what it was. They did also like started like they wanted to make me 2IC of a chapel team of the worship like leaders. But then I ended up leaving. So, yeah. Oops. Yeah. I think um, I don't know. I think with serving in college, it all comes down to who your leader is because like yeah s- oh they'll t- you'll hear this phrase all the time when you're serving in college and it's not you if you say i have to do this you are gonna have about 30 people yeah. being like you get to do this like change your mentality yeah. you get to do yeah. this which yes there is some truth to that of like i get to serve i get to build the church mm-hmm. and all that there is truth to that but also it comes down to who your leaders are because if your leaders are the people that Absolutely. are, like, making it fun and making it enjoyable and are willing to do whatever they're asking you to do with you, it's a hundred yeah. times more fun than it is for anything else. Like, I know that, like, my oversight that I had for um, – because I had, like, two oversights basically when I did – kids creative on Sundays because you had like your oversight oversight and then your specialist but I knew that both of those people had already done what they were asking me to do and they still did Mm -hmm. that like to a degree they still did that but also like on top of that y'all didn't have this as much as we did and I just thought about this is we had conferences that we had to serve at and you were assigned yeah we did not so you were assigned practicum for conference and that was the women's conference and then the big conference in the summer because we did not have to, if you were mm-hmm. a creative student, you did not have to buy, you did not have to serve for creative conference. That was optional. Um, you could buy the discounted ticket and attend conference instead of serve yeah. as a creative. But for the women's conference, which was two separate weekends, you had to serve. Mm-hmm. And then for the big conference that is one week in July, you had to serve. And you were assigned a team. Mm-hmm. But your first year for the women's conference, you serve one weekend, and then the next weekend as a first-year student, you sit in the conference. So you get a free. Yeah. Um, so we didn't have conferences we did have like little things that we had to like serve for we didn't but have to serve for the most for grad. part most um, of the like we had to not necessarily for conference like for conference my first year i was just on parents room at the women's conference which is like my that's the first conference I which means i just hung out with moms with their babies all day so that was fine and like made sure they had snacks and like stuff that they needed and then that was required my first year for um the conference in july i was on Actually, that's the only July conference yeah. I did. This one is wild because I was supposed to be on Kids Creative. And then mm-hmm. I got moved to Network Kids, which is people that take care of yeah. everybody else's kids. And I did that for one day. And then I got moved to being on a in a tribe, meaning that I was like a leader, like not doing worship stuff. And I was in the yellow tribe, 
And then the next day I was in the blue tribe and I was in blue tribe mm-hmm. for the rest of the week. And I had no voice by the end of the league. I was so sick. Like when we were doing bump out where we were like bumping out the arena and getting everything, me and one other girl from Blue Tribe were literally just like laying on the floor in this room. And my oversight yeah. walked by and this guy that was like a local right. that had served with us, he was looked at this guy and he was like, are you headed home? And this guy was like, yeah. And he was like, take them home. Okay. He was like, because they've literally done more than they've been asked of this week. And we were literally just, like, laying on the floor. And he was, like, tr- he asked me that. He was, like, V. And I, like, tried to talk. And I literally, like, couldn't talk. So I was home, like, two hours before everyone else that was bumping out. And then my second year, this conference was yeah. wild serving. I was on creative. And I was Princess Belle for the whole weekend mm-hmm. at both. We No, it was in person. This is the year that while I was singing uh, – Jesus, you are my best friend. My watch started vibrating and I turned around to yeah. look at our MD because it was like a lot of vibrating. And the group chat was like, uh, FYI, parents will be coming to pick up their children. There's a global pandemic. Duh, 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 duh. And I had to like just turn around with my was mic and keep singing like year? because I had a room full of fifth graders. And so but I ran that co- that conference was hectic because like I would literally be in a bell dress with my hair, full hair, full mm-hmm. makeup outside greeting kids and then 10 minutes later i would have to be out of that playing keys or singing or service producing and my favorite was like god this one little boy whose dad was on the like worship team and i know the family very well so i was like oh bell's bell's leading worship it's like a bunch of three and four year olds right they're like bell's leading worship bell's leading worship because my hair's still done i still have the makeup and he's like that's not bell that's just v Mm -hmm. but that was my serving experience. Um, anything, anything else you want to talk about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't think so. I feel but like all of your friends were also serving was, with the you. The only so it's thing like, I can think of is like maybe a little bit of that balance that yeah. they're like wasn't like necessarily like forced upon us, but like they were very adamant that you had like a church life balance, but at the same time there was no room for like a church life balance because you're consistently serving. But like, dude, but your exactly. mouth was moving so, like, in super speed it, and there it was made no it sound. And Honestly, said, overall, like. Bible college was probably one of the best experiences of my life. And I know not everybody would say that. Um, especially like knowing our college. Um, Vanna froze for like 12 yeah. seconds there. <laughs> but Also, yeah. Oh, it, the, the face she it's made. It's okay if you go in thinking like, you're going to do one thing and but you yeah, come out I think, um, And you come out doing something different. If I could do Bible college all over again, I'd do it over again. And I do things a little bit differently. But I feel like that's how any life decision I thought goes. I wanted um, to do full-time ministry and it took like me three years to figure out. I do like not want to do this every day of my but. life. Absolutely. I thought I'd come out of Bible college and I'd jump right into full-time ministry and I work in an escape room. Like, Yeah. Yeah, I think it it took me like 
a couple years to realize I don't know that I uh, like I don't know it's not that I'm like I'm not cut out for it I think if I put my mind to it like I could do full-time ministry no problem but I feel like there's like a different call on my life currently and there's like other things that I need to be doing while I'm still doing ministry it's just not my job yeah and that's okay One last thing is if you're listening to this and you went to the college that we went to, happy grad. We're really proud of all of you. So proud of all of you. I love you. So proud of all of you. All my babies. Love you guys. Kisses all around. Hugs. Um, All right, guys. On that note, thank you so much for joining us today. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode. I know it might be a little longer than normal. Um, As always, our socials are at call them out the pod, Instagram, Twitter, all that fun stuff. If you have any topics that you would like to hear us cover or just questions, you can email us. Our email is callamouthepod at gmail.com. As always, the Patreon is linked in our Instagram bio. And we look forward to seeing you guys next week. Bye! Bye.